0: Money FM eighty nine point three, best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Ahmad Akhtar. Less than a week ago, during Budget 2024, Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong announced a slew of new measures that are aimed at giving Singaporeans some relief from cost-of-living pressures. Beyond that, the government is also extending upskilling benefits, as well as a new temporary financial support scheme that's currently being worked out to help retrenched workers while they undergo training or look for another job. For more insights, we're joined by Melvin Yong, Assistant Secretary General at NTUC. Melvin, thank you for joining us here in the studio. Hi, Emma. Good morning to all. Uh, thank you for inviting me for this show. You're very welcome. I know you're very busy. You have a packed calendar, so appreciate your time and coming down. Now, the hot button issue that's top of everyone's minds right now is cost of living. Could you give us some real-life examples to illustrate just how much more we are actually spending on our day-to-day goods and services?
1: Sure. As Singaporeans, we all love our food. So I will use eggs as an example. Mm -hmm. So I think since the COVID-19 pandemic, the price of a crate of 30 eggs has increased from about $4.75 to a peak of about $8. So we have since diversified where we import our eggs from and the price has dropped to about $7 today. Uh, But it's still a significant increase uh, from a few years ago. But as a small country that imports the majority of our food and Mm. other essential goods, we are vulnerable to global shocks that affect our supply chains. Mm. And this is something that we cannot control. Right. So what we can do as consumers is to really choose the best deal in a marketplace, uh, so as to be able to stretch our dollar. Mm. So when we are shopping for groceries and daily essentials, one tip I would usually offer is for consumers to consider buying house brand products. Right? Uh, because these are generally about between 10% to 25% cheaper than similar branded goods, but often just as good in terms of quality.
0: All right. Yeah. Things like eggs, bread, rice, these are staples and necessities that we need. So no matter the cost, we're going to have to bear the burden. But like you said, house brand names can work to lower that sort of burden. Now, lower wage workers will soon receive larger workfare payouts. The qualifying income cap for the scheme is going to be raised from $2,500 to $3,000. When it comes down to the dollars and cents, how significantly does this move help with defraying inflation?
1: So, Workfare supplements the incomes and the CPF savings of lower-wage Singaporean workers. Right? This is to ensure that incomes, especially those of our lower-wage workers, keep pace with the rising cost of living. So, the cash component of uh, WIS translates into higher disposable income directly. And this helps defray the cost uh, for daily needs. Right? With the raising of the qualifying uh, income cap, more workers can benefit from the scheme, especially those whose wages had marginally increased mm-hmm. beyond the current cap, right, which then resulted in them dropping off from the scheme. So with the raising of the qualifying income cap, I think more workers would now be able to qualify.
0: Okay. NTUC has also been actively lobbying for unemployment benefits for retrenched workers for many years now. Um, And despite approaching it with some caution, the government is working out the parameters of a new temporary financial support scheme. The question here, Melvin, is what kind of range of financial support might be considered fair and for how long? So DPM Wong said that the
1: government would provide more details uh, later on this year. But in my view, a fair system is one that is an interim short-term measure uh, and has to be tied to an active labour market policy. What this means is that retrenched workers would have to show that they are actively looking for employment actively getting new skills or getting career counselling. The financial support should be a reasonable amount to cover daily needs mm. in the interim period of job search, but not to incentivize the worker from returning to the workforce. Because we have seen the experiences in other countries where automatic unemployment benefits have led to negative outcomes. Mm. Uh, those who receive such generous benefits find it more rewarding to stay unemployed rather than get back to work. And this is not an outcome that we want.
0: Okay, so what are some measures or avenues that retrenched workers can turn to to quicken the job search? And isn't upskill almost unavoidable given how quickly things are evolving nowadays, especially on the technology front? There's obviously a huge emphasis on AI, as we know. So workers have to keep up with current trends. Well, yes, I think workers need to continuously upskill
1: mm. and reskill themselves to remain employed and also to remain employable. Right. Right. So if your skills are up to date, this will help you shorten the time needed to find a new job should you be affected by a layoff. And that is why NTUC introduced the company training committees to help companies focus on training their workers as the companies adopt new technologies and up Upgrade their business operations. Right? The company training committees have a structured program where upskilling and reskilling are the foremost considerations for employers. Hmm. And workers then know how they can upgrade their skills and what relevant courses
0: they can take. Okay, so the other thing that's caught the attention of many so far is a four thousand dollar skills future credit top up for Singaporeans aged 40 and above. And this is to further offset out-of-pocket course fees for selected courses that are oriented towards meeting industry and employment needs, as you mentioned. But we're curious, are workers worried about whether their employers will see their interest in taking on one of these courses as perhaps an opportunity to hop to another job? Well, yes, I think some workers do worry about their employers
1: frowning on their Hmm upskilling endeavours, especially if their skills training is not directly related to the current job, right. right? But generally, employers do support their employees in upskilling and reskilling. In fact, many employers have arranged for their employees to attend training courses, right? To learn new skills, And this is especially so for those who have already established company training committees with the help of NTUC. It is important for both employer and employees to have an honest, open communication, conversation about what type of causes you should take on to help you grow in your career at the company, Mm. right? So many enlightened employers do want their employees to continually grow and to contribute to their business. Right. So this alignment process is key uh, in ensuring that there is a win-win outcome for both the business and the employee.
0: Yeah, and I think as a side point, you were mentioning, off that it's important to have a healthy churn. Otherwise, you're not really giving any room for new innovation, right? That's new right. ideas to flourish. Yeah, so, so
1: For new talents to come in yes. and for those uh, with new skills to perhaps uh, find another
0: opportunity and, and learn even more things. Sure. So far, it seems like there's a lot of positivity surrounding the slew of budget measures announced. But do you think there are any areas not included that NTUC hopes can be looked into perhaps in the months to come? So first, I must say that
1: at NTUC, we are glad that the
0: government has
1: heard our calls for unemployment support and training allowance. Some other areas that we hope the government could consider in the months to come would include, I think firstly, enhanced financial literacy for youths. Because in our conversations, as youths transit into the workforce, Mm. financial worries become a top-of-the-mind concern. I think secondly, we hope the government could consider paid caregiving leave. Right, as Singapore ages rapidly, more of our family members would need regular care And the caregiving responsibilities of our workers would only continue to increase
0: mm.
1: right, And uh, perhaps another area would be the expansion of the progressive wage model to even more sectors uh, This is to ensure that we continue to
0: cover a wide base of uh, lower wage workers All right. So many things to consider down the road and perhaps maybe even in the pipeline in the months to come. Melvin Young, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much for having me. That was Melvin Young, Assistant Secretary General at NTUC, telling us a little bit about how this year's budget has been received by the labor movement. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg.